0: Are here for a reason.
2: Yes, you are. For reason intro. is because we have a great guest. Sorry, Jesse. Go ahead. Oh no, let's talk about our guest. But I was saying, what a great new intro, Jeff.
0: <laughs> I, I'm I'm getting better at this. I'm telling you, one day people are going to think that we are professionals, Jesse.
2: That's amazing. I can't wait for that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, me too. So, Jesse, but we have
2: fantastic guests, spent time, but
0: we have to address what happened on Tuesday because Tuesday mysteriously, partially through the broadcast, Jesse disappeared from before everyone's eyes and, and, uh, and disappeared audibly for our podbean And, uh,
2: yeah, so, and, you know, so they do say what happened. That's right. It was actually pretty exciting. Um, in some ways, but I got, I got called away to an emergency. And anyway, long story short, ended up meeting with some people, you know, I thought it was just going to be a regular get together kind of meetup thing and um, pray for them, things like that. But um, one of the people we met with, she's going to another country um, in the next week or so. And so, you know, we were talking to her about prayer deliverance, she starts talking about the individuals that she's going to be working with. And she says one of these people's names. And all of a sudden the Lord just says to me, you need to ask her about that person. And the name she said was Timothy. And so immediately what God had brought to my mind, it kind of is a very long, long backstory, but I'll try to put it in a nutshell. Um, Starting back when I was pregnant with my very first child, a couple months before she was born, I had this dream one night where clear as day, I see this angel. I'm supposedly in labor in my dream. Um, I give birth and the angel hands me this baby. And he puts in my left arm, this little African boy. And I looked at the baby and I was like, this is not my baby. And uh, the angel said, yes, this is your son, Timothy. And then he placed in my other arm a little girl, which ironically, when my daughter was born, looked exactly like her. I mean, it was crazy. So that was the first time I dreamed about this Timothy. And from there, like I would throughout you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, like having these graphic nightmares, fighting witch doctors um, and interceding for this little boy. And it would just kind of continue throughout the past 20 years. So when she said, you know, Timothy, like, I mean, there would have been nothing besides the Lord that would have even stimulated me to think about, you know, those dreams or that intercession. And she said it, and I was like, I have to ask about this. And she happened to have a picture, and I was just floored. It was like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird. It's like I have interceded for this person for 20 years, never knew him, never knew where he was at, and all of a sudden, the Lord like calls me away to this uh, meeting with these people and decides to reveal all this in the midst of that. So very interesting. I don't know yet where the Lord's going to take that, but it's got to be powerful because I've been interceding for this guy for 20 years. Yeah.
0: And and if it wasn't for this circumstance that pulled you away from the show, and obviously it has to be something, you know, that is dramatic to pull you away from a show live. It's never happened before. (laughs) And it was unrelated, but it set up a supernatural meeting with these people and, And man, the Lord's just opening up doors and this, God uses the things in this world and uses all kinds of things to put this together. And Jesse, I just think that is such an amazing story. And I I was so glad that we talked several times later that day and you were okay. And I was able Mm -hmm. to tell the listeners that you were, you were good too. All right. So Jesse, as we get going here, I just want to tell you why. I'm excited. First of all, he's a great guest uh, with a big following, mm-hmm. so it's obviously good for our show. But, you know, when we're fighting a battle, and we are in a battle, folks, we are in a battle, and, you know, you're with your battalion, you're you're on the ground, you're fighting against the enemy, and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of you get merged with another battalion that's fighting right alongside of you. And that's the way I feel about Pastor Dave scarlet pastor Dave. welcome to right on radio
1: well thank you for having me jeff and uh jessica it's uh it's a blessing thank you yeah
0: thank well, you yeah th- thank you and, and dave i just you know a lot of our listeners are going to know you uh you've got a large presence out there uh you work with greats like amanda grace and a, and a whole bunch of others but your ministry is super effective you I, I can't wait for you to tell the story about the uh, the 400 people uh, just a couple of weeks ago. But just to introduce you to anyone who might not know you, can you tell your story about how you came into ministry?
1: Well, uh, there's three parts. There's two parts of it. There's two testimonies uh, prior to me coming into ministry. The first one is uh, uh, I was on the Steve Harvey Show and Fox News. Uh, My wife at the time uh, had uh, an affair and it it turned into uh, a child being born and I had to make a decision. Do I stay or uh, do I go? And at the time there was 28 different uh, situations similar to ours. It was a student teacher relationship and I was the only one that decided to stay. And I stayed because I took it to the Lord and that child was precious and everybody makes a mistake. And I was probably the worst husband you could possibly have because I was a Marine. I worked as a director of at and Wireless. I worked all the time and I was not doing the things a father needs to be doing. I wasn't doing the things a husband needs to be doing. So I was really humbled. Uh, I had three lawsuits going on at the same time to, to fight for the child, to fight for my wife. We had a civil lawsuit, we had a criminal lawsuit and we had a child custody lawsuit took all of our finances, took everything. And the Lord, during that time, he humbled me. He humbled me, seriously humbled me. And I got into the word and I thought, okay, we're getting through this Lord, it's it's over, it's over. So I'm getting back in my path, but my walk is stronger than ever. And I'm still learning, I'm still learning. And then he takes me on 777, the exact date was the July 7th of 2007. I I took botulism toxin in a hot dog. And uh, I nearly died three times the first night they did lose me. And then two times later, they tried to take me off the breathing machine and I was taken up into heaven. I saw heaven. I saw my entire life uh, in mahogany pictures come of pictures that were never taken ever. And uh, about a year later, the Holy Spirit told me what those pictures were about. They were that I was caught up into heaven and everything was perfect. And sin was taken away because there's nothing that was wrong in any of those pictures. But my report card was empty. I didn't do anything good for the Lord uh, while I was here. And that's why he sent me back. But my experience there, uh, seeing heaven, feeling heaven, uh, was absolutely incredible. It's like the Apostle Paul. You can't put it into words. And if the Apostle Paul can write two-thirds of the New Testament and he can't put heaven into words, I certainly, as a simple marine, can't put it into words either. But I can tell you it's the most glorious thing, the most unconditional love, it is everything is vibrant everything smells better tastes better looks better it's just absolutely beyond anything you can imagine so the lord brought me back uh and i thought okay well maybe that's the trial is over well they tried to take me off the breathing tube again and it went horribly bad this time i happened to be in the cleveland clinic and if i was probably in any other hospital in the world i would i probably would have gone um so the, they had every single doctor uh, in the room, there's probably 30 doctors in the room when they pulled the tube the, the third time or the second time. This is my second near-death experience that I noticed. Uh, and it went horribly wrong again. They're panicking. Come back, come back, come back, come back. And during all of this, you know, you think I always always thought, what would be the being a Marine? What would be the worst way to die? And that would be like drowning. You get this panic attack. You can't breathe. Well, that's what happened to me. When you pull a tube and you can't breathe, it's it's like drowning. There's no air. And the first time there was no pain, immediately he took the pain away. The second time I felt no pain either. And then I noticed I was floating above the doctors and I'm watching their faces and their faces are all panicked. They're just panicking like, come back, come back, come back. And I'm, I'm asking the Lord, I'm like, why are they panicking? I feel great. I, I feel your love. And he said, uh, I'm bringing you back, my son, because you're going you're to make a difference. You're going to do it. You're going to do it for my purpose, uh, for my glory. I had no idea you meant to be a pastor. I'm the least likely person on the face of earth to be a pastor. So I I didn't even get it then. So I get back and he starts giving prophetic words to my mother. He's talking to me in my hospital bed, encouraging me every day, telling me things of future events that just absolutely come true, like spot on, absolutely supernatural. And and so I'm brave. i am died three times and I, I've said, OK, God, you know what? I'm going to ask for a favor. I want to see Jesus at the end of my bed in the ICU uh, unit. I couldn't even get the prayer out. And there he was glowing right there in front of me. And the sense of peace, joy, love was just absolutely incredible. And um, so it was a long rehabilitation. Uh, he He was giving me supernatural dreams. He told me about my son, that my grandfather, who had died like, 20 years prior, saw my son before he was even conceived, what to name him. So when my wife was pregnant with uh, our biological son, I already knew it, it was going to, what his name's going to be. And I knew it was going to be a boy and the doctors are like, well, you're you're pretty sure of yourself. And I said, well, I have it on higher authority that it is going to be a boy. And sure enough, within two seconds, they realized it was a boy. And that helped us bring our marriage together to our marriage today has never been stronger. Uh, and that's because of Jesus. Uh, Jesus has been that glue. And there are many people who go through marriage struggles. There's many people that go through addictions. There's many people that go through abuses. The only thing to hold it all together is Jesus. If you do not have Jesus, you have, there, there, there's no hope. Literally, there's no hope. He is what brings it together. And from there, I still wasn't ready. I was still kind of being a Marine saying, I, I'm not sure about this pastor stuff. And um And then I started being obedient to him and then he took me through some more trials and he put me in a cave. So there are many years, probably about six years I was put in a cave for about 16 hours a day, just studying his word, studying his word, being prepped for the ministry he called by his name. He, he told us the name of this ministry when I was in in, going through the first trial and tribulation in 2005. And then he said it again, while I was in the ICU, he said, you'll be used for my glory and the name will be his glory. And I, never put two and two together. Uh, And sure enough, it it was his glory. It's his, uh, it comes from the Hebrew word uh, kavod or kabod, which literally means his essence. And that's why he's blessed this ministry, because it's not about me. I'm just a simple jarhead. It's about his glory. And uh, he had to take me to the woodshed several times to be tried in the fire. Uh, I thought maybe that's why my Marine training came in handy. But when you Go through those trials and tribulations. You you have you have you have two choices. You either quit or you say, Lord, I can't do it without you. I have to have you. In that first breaking period, I was broke. I was absolutely broke, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. You know, when you're in a corporate world, money. uh, I had money, and uh, it took every single dollar we had away to fight these lawsuits. And I could have walked away. Um, but he he said no, and um, as the greatest decision I ever made was not to walk away. Well, there's so that.
0: many amazing things about that testimony, and just one of the things that stands out to me, and people listening, you know, because we've had some amazing testimonies on this show, and well you know God never stood at the end of my bed or anything like that, but you know what? Sometimes when you get a real tough character, God has to make some pretty extreme moves. And, and you know, going through those, you know, a lot of people come to Christ and they don't have that Jesus moment standing at the end of the bed. But they also didn't have to go through all the lawsuits, have to sit in a cave for six years. Yeah. You know, uh, God dismantles our lives and uh, and he makes it so we're working for him, essentially.
1: And you think it gets better, uh, but uh, it doesn't. Uh, the, so the third part of my trials and tribulations, which is better because the, the attacks I get now are because of his glory. It's because of standing up for truth. It's standing up for him. We've, I've been poisoned twice. Uh, I've had death threats. I've had hacking attempts. They have done everything they can to try to silence me, shoot me, kill me, poison me. But I just wake up every day and I say, you know what, Lord, I've already been to heaven. What's the worst they can do to me? Kill me? I'll be home with you. Um, but I know He's got it. And when, when you're being attacked for His name's sake, it's a whole different ball game than when you're doing when you're being uh, punished uh, or, or taken to the woodshed for my own sin nature. I brought the first trial on myself, and I had to take responsibility of that, and I had to repent. And um, that's the key: take responsibility, repent. Seek him with all your heart, your soul and your mind, because if anybody tells you it's going to get easier, they'll lie to you about other things, too, because uh, (laughs) if you are out there doing God's will, you're a threat to Satan. And if you're a threat to Satan, you're bringing people into the kingdom and he's going to attack. He may leave you for a season and come back, but but he's always going to attack you until you go home. So we have to be spiritual Marines uh, until we, we finish the race, as the Apostle Paul
0: said. Amen. And yeah, the attacks do come and and both Jesse and I have been through the poisoning. Uh, She's had the, she's had the shots, you know, Um, we've had the cyber attacks. We, we, we get it all here. And, uh, and, and, you know, listen, myself, it's not as much, but Jesse is only alive because of the protection of God.
1: That's one thing we have to realize that when God has a will for you, uh, in his life, that no, no weapon of reform is going to come against you, his angels are going to protect you until that mission is complete, uh, so you can 't fear never once does in the Bible does it tell us to fear the only thing we are to fear is to fear the most high God if we 're not mm-hmm. obedient and what I t- take the fear from for the Lord is that i 'll let him down, and i don 't ever want to let him down. I want to fight the fight for his purpose, for his glory, and give him. Give him the glory because it's all about him, and uh, sometimes he, he a lot of times, he has to take us to our knees uh, to to make to to get rid of self. And once we can get rid of self, he can start using these vessels for his purpose and his glory.
0: Well, you know, just the fact that before you were, uh, before you knew him, when you found out about this baby that was going to be coming. That you humbled yourself and took that. I think that was, you know, to me that sounds like the exposure of your character that really started everything. Yeah, it.
1: it uh, we were actually brought on the Steve Harvey show and Fox News. Uh, it was it was designed to be a hit piece, and I prayed about it. I said, "Okay, Lord, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna do this, but we're gonna flip this around for your purpose and your glory." And when I was on with Steve Harvey the whole episode changed from a, I gotcha. This is horrible to praise God. God can use this for the glory. And we were actually, I was even quoting scripture on Steve Harvey's show. Wow. It was yeah, amazing. So
2: powerful. Absolutely powerful. And, you know, I love that. Not a lot of guys come forward through the trauma they experience through similar situations, you know, and, I know our, one of our last guests, um, uh, Annie Eiler. she, you know, her husband, it was the same thing where he made that choice to, you know, above self, above his own desires. He chose to do what the Lord wanted, even though that was the harder road. And, you know, it just speaks so powerfully to how, how God can use anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I want to go back and reiterate this, uh, my wife is, was the least likely of anyone to do what happened. So anybody that says it can't happen to you, it can. Sin is always tapping at our shoulder. Uh, I was a far worse sinner than she was. And um, it, it took humility, it took humble, it took taking everything away and just getting on your knees and saying, Lord, I need you, I can't do it without you. Because all my life, with being a Marine, I was successful in sports, go, went up the corporate ladder fast, I always thought I can do it. I can do it. I can get myself out of anything except that point where he put me in that corner. There was no way out, but through him and um, it's, it's changed everything.
0: Amen. And now your ministry has grown. How many years have you had his glory ministry officially? And uh, tell us a little bit about what your work is today.
1: No, oh, we, we started uh, as the uh, first attack on the ministry was Obama and the IRS was attacking his glory because our doctrine is the infallible literal word of God. And the IRS did not want that to be doctrine. And we said, you know what? That's the doctrine, period. There is no other doctrine. And so they, we had to fight with them for 13 months until the IRS scandal with uh, Lois uh, Lerner came. I had a prophetic dream three days prior, saw her face. And that it would be released and she would be, uh, it, it w- the exposure came. And sure enough, three days later, I never saw her face before. And there it was. So that started us. And but in the first few years, it was, it was the Lord training me in a cave, uh, doing Bible studies. We've, we've, we've taught the entire New Testament. We've, ta- we've taught uh, 75% of the Old Testament word for word. So there's thousands of hours of Bible studies that we've done. And then the lord one day says i want you to do something called a take five and i'm like well what's a take five he says i want you to take your business experience your marine your patriotism and take prophecy and tie it into today's events i said sure and then he downloaded me with all the prophetic things of the scandals he said these would be this was back in 2016 17. He said that, I mean, the United States of America will have the greatest scandals in the history of the country, scandals, plural. And then he named all 17 scandals to me. To me, And sure yeah. enough, every one of those scandals have come true and are in process right now. And in the course of that, we built up an amazing patriot and Christian audience, Christians coming in to learn how to be patriots, patriots coming in and giving their life to Christ. And then all this intel started flooding in, these colonels these and generals and from Israel and America. And so we're getting all this real intel uh, that matches the spiritual intel. And it was, it's was it been an absolutely amazing ride. But its we've been a threat because we were one of the first ones to come out with truth back in 2017. People thought we were absolutely crazy. I had family members think, you've lost your mind.
0: And now they're looking at me, all that stuff came true. <laughs> well, of course it's because they most likely watch television. <laughs> yes, yes as
1: my friend and mike they, smith would say yep tell a vision
0: so one, <laughs> yeah. of, one of the things we do on this show is we follow the prophetic very closely as well and it, mm-hmm. it's our belief dave that you know, well first of all everything is created in the spirit world first then it manifests in in the physical but the spiritual world is really running parallel with the political scene yep. that's happening right now and you know, I, we'd love to get some of your thoughts of where we're at today, you know, and perhaps you could talk about a couple of those things that came true, but where are we at today and what do we have to look forward to? What's, what's the prophetic words talking to you about today?
1: Well, we, what's interesting, you, you brought up Amanda Grace. Amanda and I do a show called Grace and Glory on Fridays and um, it, 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 a lot of military intel watch that show. Uh, from the from the spiritual realm and from the prophetic realm, and also the military uh, realm. So that's very fascinating because this is probably the first time in my lifetime that military are now going back to the Bible times with you know uh, Elisha and Elijah listening in on foreign uh, military operations. That's the way it should have been forever. But the church has gotten away from the the, the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy mm-hmm. for today. And now that's changing back and military leaders are now listening and say, well, what is this prophet saying? This is this this is this is this is better intel than what we're getting. And it's absolutely amazing. Uh, So where are we at today? I think uh, not think I know it's the greatest time in the history of the world to be alive. And when I tell people that they think I'm crazy, but it truly is. It looks dark, but it is always darkest before light. And light, we know light wins. Every time I have a general on it's General Flynn, General Valley, General McInerney, I always tell generals, I get tired of it. I said, God has it, light wins, because that's what's going to happen. We just don't see the victory yet, but I see the, I feel the victory in the spiritual realm. I know the physical realm is matching that, and we're going to have a Red Sea moment that's going to be coming out. I don't know the date. Uh, I don't know the time, but I can tell you it's pretty soon. Uh, it's getting quicker and quicker because we can feel it mm-hmm. speeding up in the spiritual realm. And you can see in the in the physical, it's speeding up, too, if you're watching carefully and just connecting the dots. Um, So it is the greatest time to be alive because this dark has to be dealt with for this last outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the Joel 2 movement, uh, which is called the Day of the Lord in the Old Testament. And that event has not happened. We're seeing pockets of that everywhere we go in the country. Uh, We started in Tulsa. uh, Hundreds came to Christ. Many were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, then we went to tampa we baptized 400 people in in tampa Clearwater, and then we just came back from california where uh, 400 people were baptized in the pacific ocean it's everywhere we're going we're seeing pockets and pockets and it's building and building and building and building and building and uh you can just feel i feel it right now the spirit of the lord coming over us that it is the greatest time to be alive and again it goes back to faith one of the questions that we i get a lot is you know the world's melting down it's never been worse in, in a lot of people's opinion he says they what they say why are you never shaken why are you not uh frantic because i know my god's got it he gives us that sense of peace we know his word his word says never to fear trust me and if we trust him and we know what's happening in the spiritual realm and we know prophecy he's got it we just have to be active Uh, spiritual warriors to fulfill the will he has for us in our life. You don't want to go to heaven like I did the first time and have an empty report card. You got to heaven, but your report card was empty. Next time I go to heaven, my report card is going to be full, not
0: for me, but for him. That's right. So, There, there's just so much happening. And I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of things, Pastor Dave. So first of all, again, we follow the prophetic and, you know, I, I really think that Kim Clement was one of the greatest prophets of, of our time. And, you know, right now we're sitting in the uh, the two presidents prophecy Yep. That, that was happening, but there there's so much going on. And I want to get your thoughts because there was a lot of speculation about the EBS yesterday. And I have a little bit of a theory if we want to talk some Intel and it's just a theory of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you know anything about that or what do you feel that anything shake yesterday for you? Uh, it went exactly the way I thought it would go.
1: Anytime any time uh, a military operation, this is what people don't understand. When so, When you hear a date and you hear a time, the military is never going to tell you the date and time they're coming. So anybody tells you a date and time, it's it's not coming from the, the, the true people that are running this. It is move, counter move. It was a bait to set up another counter move, counter operative that you're not seeing right now. And they fell right into the trap.
2: I believe that, too. I noticed, like, you know, we have the capability for it to be, you know, on every cell phone, every TV. Um, every radio station and you know my personal opinion is that I feel like it baited those who did not air it because you know I know it went off on a, we heard it on a radio station mm-hmm. but we certainly did not hear it like it did not even come up on any of our cell phones nothing like that so I think it was a bait to see who's you know really going to play or withhold those things you know, if it's an emergency, certainly everybody wants and needs to know about it. But for whatever reason, it was withheld, you know, by certain companies. So,
1: yeah, it was uh it was told by me by a very st- two strong intel sources. He's, they said they emphasized test, not the test that it would be on the emergency broadcast, but a test. And <laughs> right. I think you're absolutely right. It was a test. Who's going to do it? Who's not going to do it? And. Once you jump out of your hole, you're exposed. Or if you stay in your hole, you may be exposed as well. And that's how op- military uh, operations work. When this is all said and done, they're going to write this for the history books. This is the, the, the most complex psyops <laughs> that the world has ever seen. And I know yeah. somebody I know a couple people that are really deep into it. And it is mind blowing how deep this goes. And um, You just got to trust. You got to trust the timing. You got to trust the Lord, most importantly, because, you know, he's going to win. He's already won. He won Mm -hmm. on on Calvary. And we just have to be loyal soldiers. It's not our timing. It's his timing. And when the time comes and it will come uh, because we know God's pattern throughout the Bible, uh, Mm -hmm. he will create uh, this 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 moment. It's probably going to be when we least expect it. But it's soon. I can tell you that it's soon. You can feel it.
0: You can and, and it's funny, you mentioned so many things like we, we've we've been saying the Red Sea moment since about October. And I think Jesse, correct me because you're better at the timing than I am, but it's been about two months now that we've been saying, Okay, we're we're starting to celebrate now because we've really felt the shift in the spirit. And and I do agree with what Jesse said when uh when they did not participate in this test legally they could lose their licenses. And we know that this clown mockingbird operation has to come down at some point. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep, absolutely. And And to realize it's not just, you know, the media TV stations that, you know, it includes even, you know, whoever runs that, you know, the emergency awareness in communities and the, you know, emergency preparedness. So you know, I think that's where this is going, is that those who are meant to help protect, keep communities safe at every level, there's this uh, deception and, um, you know, they're not, they're not doing their job.
1: Yeah. And they will be exposed. Michael Lindell is starting that process right now. He teed up Fox news pretty darn good the last couple of days. Uh, They've been exposed.
0: Not one primetime show has even mentioned it on Fox, as far as I know. No. And, and boy, did they get exposed on the 3rd of November.
1: They sure did. Arizona is going to come back to haunt them. Uh, I have a private email from one of the people that were on the election night coverage that knows exactly what happened. And they're absolutely ashamed because they're a Christian and they feel behind the scenes they failed the country.
0: Well, they certainly did. and so let's let's just look at that. Now you know the the theory on the the big media going down is just one thing, but there's also the theory about the uh, certification of the vote on the twentieth of January. What was it about ten people in all of Congress and the Senate did not certify it?
1: Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah so
0: you know there's 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 big media going down in my opinion. Uh, there's the government being replaced. You know, yeah. that, that's an act of treason. Call yeah. it what it is.
1: It is an act of tre- act of treason. Uh, one, one other reason why I know we're getting uh, closer. I'm seeing I'm seeing generals and colonels behind the scenes that are former. Some are still active. Um, I would say probably two or three months ago, they were probably you could just tell by their, 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 their body language and how they would communicate. They were a little skittish. Uh, Cause they weren't quite sure they felt comfortable, but not quite sure that's changed in the last couple of weeks. They are very, very confident right now behind
0: the scenes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen that as well.
0: There's, there's a lot happening behind the scenes and you know, there, we have to be really careful what we broadcast. And on this show, we try to take the 30,000 foot view. Uh, we don't get too bogged down in the details, but we say, listen, God's going to do this. And 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 the one thing that keeps coming up, Dave, for weeks now is this word suddenly. Suddenly, suddenly. And it has to do with what God is going to do. And, you know, we know the enemy's playbook because their modus operandi is they have to advertise it. They put it out there and then the people acquiesce to it. But we don't know what God's plan is in this. And I think that's the most thrilling part to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we do know part of his plan. We know that the Joel 2 movement is coming because we know God's heart. God God is a, a compassionate God. He's a loving God, but he's also a holy God. Uh, and if you don't, you've got a certain time to repent. And if you don't, he's going to take you to the woodshed and you don't want to go to the woodshed. Trust me, I've been to the woodshed. It's not a fun place to be. It's better to be obedient than taken to the woodshed. But because of his love, He's going to give this great revival that's going to hit the world. We call it the billion person harvest. He's going to show his glory from east to west, north to south to give everyone one last chance to know who he is and more importantly, his son, Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. It's about light and dark. People talk about Republican and Democrat it has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. It is pure light versus dark. There is no middle ground. You're either going to be in his light or you're in the dark,
0: period just think about the amount of light that has shone into the darkness already. Think of, think of what we've learned in the last four years now. Yeah. You know, and, and it's incredible. It, it it's when we go, we have to be careful when we talk to people who don't know Jesus and don't know who aren't in our movement because you can't start off with the really dark stuff because the human mind isn't even supposed to fathom the type of evil that's been happening right behind our noses or right under our noses,
1: right? We have to, we have to reach people at their level. Um, that's why it's about three years ago. The Lord had me study the Quran. So people are like, yo, how's a pastor studying the Quran? We've reached thousands of Muslims. We have, we, we probably reach about 5 million Muslims uh, in the world for, uh, with his glory. And we've had thousands of Muslims come into Christ and we've had two Imams convert to Christianity because I could tell them who Jesus was from the Quran, not from the Bible. And that's how we reach people. We reach people on their terms and we plant a seed as the scripture says, and you keep watering it and keep watering it. You can't just throw a Bible in somebody's face and say, read this or go to hell.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And most Nobody people don't even that. know that, that the Quran, the Quran talks about Jesus and it does yeah. talk about his Lordship even. Yep. and they like and they, to skip past that
1: they do and when you know the key the key points in the quran how to put that back to them and say who is this uh, why did this happen right. what did gabriel gabriel the, the holy angel of the quran say about jesus what did he call him? he called him the mm-hmm. son of god he said he would That's rule right. over the house of israel forever well that land belongs to israel not not the not the arabs and uh, he's also he will be in the line of
0: david as a king Forever. That's in the Quran. That's their teaching. Yep. Wow. Amen. I I, listen, I'm gonna suggest more people study it because there's a lot of good Muslim people who just need to come out of it. You know, they've been under a darkness and 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 listen, and you know, the the media makes you know Muslim people and things like that to be the boogeyman. Look, they've been deceived just like I was deceived. Yep. Right. You know, uh, they're, they, they, people around the world are good people. Yeah. People want the same thing you and I do. We want to raise kids. We want to, you know, have the best things we can do and, you know, have some joy in life. Right. Everyone's the same.
1: Uh, the bigger deceit is not the the good Muslims uh, because they've been they've been hoodwinked. The, the bigger deceit is the religious spirit in the so-called church. And that's what God is dealing with. He's exposing these mega pastors, exposing these these churches, uh, he's bringing it on the pillar of conforming churches versus the remnant church, the conforming church that will uh, conform to what the government tells you to do. They'll conform to whatever the the itchy ears, as Paul talks about, just for the money, the tithe. Uh, There are few pastors that are remnant are out there telling the truth about the living word of God. And um, God is dealing with the church right now and there's nothing worse than the religious spirit. that's one thing he prophesies to me and my mom, he said, my son, I'm going to raise you up to take on the religious spirit. And we get more attacks from the religious spirit than we do from Muslims.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, just like in Jesus' day, it was the Pharisees, right? Yep. Yep. You know, the Pharisees were the number one enemy of God. And by the way, it's, it's the Pharisees that are going to usher in the small g God at the end of the age that God will allow to go. It's the Pharisees. It's the synagogue of Satan. Yep. that's. The, the I always say this,
1: you know, just because you sit in a church doesn't make you save. It'd be like me going out in my garage. It doesn't make me a car. We <laughs> have a real relationship with Jesus Christ in the heart. It's not about religion. If you're doing religion, you're doing it wrong. It's all about the love and a personal
0: relationship with him. And it starts in the Holy of Holies, which is his heart. Amen. So let's talk about that a little bit more because, you know, you, you mentioned like the 501c3 church. Uh, the mega churches are coming down, uh, you know, pastors like Kent Christmas, whom we follow has been saying that the church is going to be judged first. They're going to be the first to fall. Uh, we've had a guest on the show that uh, claims to have testified at some tribunals and from, she wouldn't say who she believes it is, but she kind of hinted towards is probably going to be a big church leader. Is going to be the first name to shock the world.
1: Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, uh, my sources have confirmed if it's the same person, several of those names are are right. I, I don't like to really name names. That's, that's for God to name. I pray that they repent and they still have time to repent because judgment's coming to the house of God. And if they don't repent, it's going to be worse for them than anyone else. And mm. it's coming. He's had it. He's going to deal with this disgusting uh, thing that has happened inside the, uh, his, his, his church, his so-called church.
0: And they need to do it now because, again, that word "suddenly," it's coming upon us.
1: Yep, it's coming. The hammer's coming, and uh, we we just we pray that they repent. That's why you never know. You know, when you name a name, you don't know if they if if they've repented because God gives us a chance to repent, and we pray that they all repent. And um, I'm for any of them listening. You know what you did. Some of them have fallen into traps. Some of them are far more sinister and far more evil. Uh, Those, I don't know, I think their soul is already gone, but uh, we still pray. Mm -hmm. And uh, we pray that they repent before, because hell is it for eternity. Just as heaven is, and that's what Satan is trying to do right now. And uh, 45% of all pastors, I like to call it cemetery, go through seminary or cemetery, teach that there's no literal hell. That is what is being. That's what Jesus told about in the parable of the mustard seed. It's the church. It started out with faith and it grew into the the biggest, uh, the, the biggest. And then what happened? The birds of the air came in. Birds of the air are an idiom in the scripture of evil. So Jesus was telling us that Satan was going to attack the church from within from the get go, and that's exactly what Satan
0: has done. Mm-hmm. Well, I love I love the parallel of the mustard seed, and and I guess one thing you know, Pastor Dave. Right now, we're looking at these things, and, you know, government has overreached. You look at the prisoners from January 6th. They can't even see a lawyer. And, you know, the guys who have the guns tend to win a fight. And many, many patriots out there were scared to speak out loud uh, because of persecution. We're, you know, people are fear, and, and obviously we don't preach fear here. Uh, I have a definition of fear, by the way. It's failure to confront your future. hmm and so fear is not from God. It's only fear of God, as you stated before. But when when you look at how big the machine is and how big the cabal is and, and how interconnected everything is, because we've been discovering all of this for the last four years, can you give people some reassurances as a pastor of who we are in God and that we can overcome, even in ourselves, in our walk, we can overcome this what seems to be a mighty enemy
1: yeah we're conquerors in christ you know he, he said the world hated me before it hated you and i overcame the world and you know that's part of the, the conforming church who is the church to think that we would never be per- persecuted in the united states you know d- jesus's disciples were persecuted they were thrown in prison they were they were martyred and that's what we're called to be our home is not here our home is on the high we're here for a boot camp Are here we're here to finish the race and do the will that God has for us, and bring every single person we can into His His kingdom glory. So, we put our hope and joy in Him. Uh, every time that something comes after me, I, I I start to get frustrated from the human nature of things. I said, Lord, it's Your name on the building. You're gonna have to solve this. All right, I'm gonna go into my quiet place, and I know You're gonna solve it. And sure enough, He opens up a door that comes out of nowhere, and He solves He solves the solves a particular issue because it's his name. It's his glory. And when you have that peace and you have that shalom, that no matter what the world throws at you, he's got it and you're going home. I happen to be fortunate because I've seen heaven. I've seen Jesus. There's no doubt. I'm not just a regular pastor that just says, trust me, the word is true. Well, trust me, the word is true. We can prove the word true, but I've also seen it. And I've seen Jesus twice. Uh, I also saw Jesus not too long ago. We are uh, in the Western Journal. Uh, headquarters and we were I was interviewing General Flynn and just before General Flynn came on Jesus appeared right in the front of the broadcast where General Flynn's picture was coming right in front of me so that's the second time I've seen the glow and the shinkina and the glory of Jesus uh real it's absolutely amazing
0: General Flynn's upped his game with his entourage it seems <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Jesus showed up for General Flynn Yep. Well, the Lord
1: goes before him. <laughs> literally, he showed up.
0: Well, you know, there's been so many people who prayed for General Flynn because of what happened to mm-hmm. him and how he was persecuted and what his family had to go through. And I really think, you know, much like when you were going through your hard times and lawsuits and that, uh, this really strengthened General Flynn from an outsider's point of view. And, you know, you can see his faith is just increasing and increasing deeper yeah. and deeper. Yeah yeah so you know
1: similar to what i went through they attack your job you attack your family you attack your finances you attack your mm-hmm. reputation uh they did that all to me well p- the first part was i did it to myself um but i had to go through those i had to go through those learning lessons of lawsuits and and and, and giving it all up to him because he can give it to you and he can also take it away that's part of being in stewardship too when you, when he yeah. when he He does give you finances for his purpose and his glory. You better be able to use it for his purpose and his glory, not your own vanity. I came from a world where I had a lot of money. There are not many people that came from a director of a Fortune 100 company to make no money and give up their whole life savings to start a ministry by his name. (laughs) And I don't have a private jet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Me neither.
0: (laughs) I am working on a Cessna behind the scenes, <laughs> but you know it's it's amazing because when you talk about stewardship, that's something that's really close to Jesse and uh, and my heart uh, in particular. I've studied stewardship for over twenty years, and you know when when you look at the New Testament alone, it's two hundred and fifteen times God mentions faith, two hundred eighteen times He mentions heaven. 2085 scriptures new testament alone about stewardship. Yep. So it's it's pretty important to them and you know for the everyday person who thinks that uh you know no I worked for that money. Okay, yeah, you showed up. Good. Good for you. God supplied it. And mm-hmm. people have to understand that and and now you know people are you know the the remnant church is arising and it's a really good time to bring it up because with the remnant coming up, you know, people are thinking, well, I'm not going to tithe to that because I don't get a tax receipt. Well, l- listen, we talked about the IRS earlier and the IRS was weaponized. And by the way, they're only a collection agency for a private corporation. They have nothing to do with things. And so why are you tr- need a tax receipt to, tr- to steward what God has given you? Mm-hmm. You know, people got to get over this hump right away because we are in the great harvest.
1: We are, you know,
0: uh, th- that's part of the
1: 501c3. We are a 501c3. The Lord told me to do a 501c3. Uh, the reason we did a 501c3 was to help us get into prisons and military bases, um, and we got we took on the IRS because the problem with the 501c3 is 85% of them conform to the doctrine of that denomination and then you're mm-hmm. held accountable to that doctrine uh, and you, you conform. We said we're not conforming. But we also uh, have put in other plans. we put in a 508. We are working on a, uh, a nonprofit trust and we have an LLC. So whatever the government does, it takes this one down or that one down, it's not about tax exempt. It's about the glory of God and uh, nothing's going to stop us from speaking the truth. So we've covered all of our bases.
0: Yeah, and listen, when in Rome you have to do as the Romans do. You know, sometimes you have to abide by the laws of the land and you want to go get into some of those places you wouldn't be able to do it without the legitimacy of it. But you know, we're we're talking about so many, you know, 501c3 churches and things like that. They're not they don't talk against abortion. They because it's it's not it's not politically expedient. They just want to have people feel good. They don't talk about the enemy and what Jesse and and well even myself now have brought out about the enemy and his yeah. doings in this earth is shocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and in fact Pastor Dave I'm going to I'm going to well I'm, I'm just going to mention this right now but Jesse and I did an interview last week and it's going to come out on the 24th of this month. And I've purposely held this interview back because I want everyone who's in ministry, who's a born-again believer, to listen to this particular broadcast. Everybody in ministry needs to hear this Hear this testimony in this person. And it's going to be a wake-up call. Mm-hmm.
2: It will, yep.
1: Yeah, that may be a significant date. We don't like the name dates, but that may be a significant date. That's the next
0: time General Flynn's going to be on his glory. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, interesting. Hmm. well. Interesting. <laughs> what time so I'm not running against you?
1: <laughs> he's, uh, I think he's on at 11 Eastern uh, on the 24th. If I remember. Okay.
0: Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably be doing it at we'll, around seven o'clock. I'll have it uh PM Eastern releasing that episode. Hmm. Uh, but we're, we're really going to get the word out to, uh, to all believers need to see this particularly anyone in leadership. Amen. Because it's going to be an eye-opener. So, Pastor Dave, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And I'm just going to ask, because we've had some really great success with doing an altar call on this show, and I know you'd be comfortable in doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to say in advance of Pastor Dave giving an altar call, if it is you who decide to make that decision, Please write in the comments and send an email to writeonjeff at gmail.com. I want to forward it to the people in our ministry, so they'll pray over you, and they're going to pray that someone will come to you in the flesh and help disciple you into the kingdom. So, Pastor Dave, would you do us the honor of uh, inviting people into the kingdom today?
1: I would love to. I'd like to set the tone first, that there's three things that God cannot do. And when I say that, there's three things that God can't do that usually shakes people. The first thing God can't do is he cannot sin. He can't go against his precepts and commandments. The second thing God cannot do is he cannot learn. He's all-knowing. So there's nothing we can do in the flesh to impress God. It's only through the heart. And the third thing is going to lead us into this altar call. God cannot make you love him. You have to have free will. Choose him in your heart through his son, Jesus Christ. With that said, we pray all over The world, the nation, that if you do not know Jesus Christ and you want to have a love relationship with Jesus Christ, because it's about love. If you are in a a church or any other religion and you're doing the religion, it's not love. It's not of Jesus. It's got to be a love relationship. He will connect you. There's no middleman. When he died on Calvary, that means the curtain, the Holy of Holies was broken. We have direct access to him, our high priest in the order of Melchizedek. We pray. If you pray, these, you pray these words with me, this is, this, this is the repentance. Lord, I repent of my sins. Lord Jesus, I repent mm-hmm. of all my sins. Lord, I ask you to come into my heart and develop a relationship with me and stay with me and guide me and lift me and build me and show me the way, the truth, and the life, which is only through you. For those who may have had a relationship with Jesus Christ and want to renew that or were just sitting in a church and they thought they were saved, You're not until you do that in your heart. And for those who have never known Jesus, again, I'll say it one more time through his name. It's through his purpose and his glory. And we pray that the Holy Spirit comes down and touches you. That Jesus, you are Lord of my life. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. And I make you commander in chief of my life. And I'll follow you the way, the truth, and the life. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen.
0: Amen. It's as simple as that, folks. It's It's only all of eternity that's on the line for you, all Mm -hmm. of eternity. And you know what? You don't know joy until you know the Lord in your life. And if you think you have to be perfect before coming to Him, you're wrong. We are all bad sinners, and and I'm still a sinner to this day. I just pray that I sin less tomorrow. Yeah. If He can use a knucklehead like me, He can use anybody. Amen. Amen. Final thoughts,
2: Jesse. Such a great time. Yeah. I think um, I'll be on your show tomorrow, Dave, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm so we'll direct
2: that. people that way, and it's going to be a great conversation. And um, yeah, be looking forward. You know, I was still thinking about the testimony we've got coming up um, on the 24th, and I encourage everybody to tune into that. It's going to be life changing and impactful. So.
0: Yep, and, and Dave, I can send it to you as well. If you choose to post it, you could. Uh yeah. I'm not putting you on the spot on the air here. Sure. Uh, but I, I would really like for you to see it as well. I think it'll uh open everyone's eyes a little bit. So
1: yeah, yes, send it to us. Uh we, we are now running uh moving towards 24/7 radio and TV worldwide.
0: Amen. See the Lord provides. Yep. So listen, having said that, remember. Love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.